1: I know I'm on. I know that. Just so you know, I know. (laughs) Hello. How are you people? So this is Go Fish. And the name of the song is called Christmas and You. Just so you know. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Mia. Hi, Steven. Thank you guys for sharing it out. I totally appreciate it, people. Mm -hmm. D-Star Love. Hello. Alright. So let's listen to this for a minute. I'm going to share this out
2: into all those brand, new, brand toys. new toys, and if you listen really close, you will hear the sound of caroling somewhere near, and you can't help but wish the night would never end.
1: Right, so you know it's us because we have the dog barking. Yeah he is. I don't know why he's barking but anyway. Okay, so hey everybody, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. I am your sweet and lovable host. Yeah, Stacy Lynn Harp. <laughs> Lacking a little energy just so you know I have a I'm still still have a little bit of a sore throat which is kind of irritating. It's throatating, actually. But anyway.
2: I will be your energy.
1: <laughs> you don't have the energy that I usually have. I know. Jeez, okay. All right, so here's uh, what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and we're going to we're gonna play the interview that I did with Jeff Kinley uh, way back when we went to the Prophecy Conference. But I wanted to read a comment, Randall, that Jordan left here a second ago. Way,
2: way back. Like it must have been like about almost two months ago.
1: Well, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay, so Jordan said, I enjoyed your husband's baptism exegesis, though I sort of disagree. I enjoyed the discussion, just so you know.
2: um, That's good to know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you guys for uh, uh, sharing the yeah, show. out. I, I appreciate,
2: appreciate it. it. Yeah, and I appreciate Jordan's uh, interaction on that. I'm not sure where the point of disagreement is or the sort of disagreement, but... Um,
1: well, that's okay. I disagree with him a lot.
2: Yeah, it's, it's perfectly fine. And I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm often wrong. So yeah, you, you are. <laughs> yeah, I am.
1: <laughs> okay, I want to let you know. I got the Bible News Radio tattoos. Check this out. Okay. Aww. Now this is super cool. Okay, so armedwithtruth.com. dot com. Uh, they love me. They had these made, so you guys can see. This is the Armed With Truth. Uh, thing I don't know if it's clear or not to you, but if That's you go legible. if you go with if you go to truth dot com, uh, then you can buy scripture tattoos, which is super cool. I actually, put the the a scripture tattoo actually looks like this, like that. Yeah, it's a scripture tattoo. Oops, there we go, right there. I agree with you and what you're saying. Your everyday word says Stephen. Cool. All right, so, but <clears throat> here is the actual Bible News Radio logo. And, of course, it's backwards on here because, duh. (laughs) Did I just say, duh? Well, anyway. (laughs) Anyway, and here's what it looks like on. Okay, wait. I don't know if you can see. Probably not. Yeah, look at my flabby arms. You know, next year's health goal is lift weights. (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) They're not as flabby as they used to be. The the
2: camera can move, so if you want (laughs) to. Try it's,
1: to. Yeah, it's okay. Here, take give give me the camera. So I'll show you what it looks looks like. Wait, okay. Hopefully you'll you'll see all my wrinkles. Just so you know. Okay, so is that it right there? Can you see it? This highlights my wrinkles, just so you know. <laughs> anyway, uh I can't like thin out my wait, hold on. I could probably do it. No, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> This is reckless TV, people. It's totally reckless. (laughs) Look into my. Okay. (laughs) All right. Hey, if you can't laugh at yourself, then who can you laugh at? All right, anyway. It looks better in person. Let's just put it that way. So. If you want a couple of these, you know, and you want to you wanna wear the logo, Bible News Radio logo on your body somewhere, on your forehead or the back of your hand, which is where I'm going to try it next, then uh, you can send a self-addressed stamp envelope and I'll send you some. I'll, I'll, I'll send you more than one. I'll send you like, you know, 10 or something. I don't know. However many people request. Every chip in on the heart. Yeah. Everyone chip in on the heart intake. Yeah, well, thank you for that. <laughs> Hey, Jeff is. Jeff tuned in. Okay. All right. So, Jeff Kinley is one of my favorite people, honestly. True story. I get to interview a lot of people, a lot of special people. And, um, anyway, Jeff, I met uh, a couple of years ago when, um, when he had another book out that, uh, we t- we've talked about on a previous show. And anyway, I got to hook up with him again at the, The prophecy conference this past October, and got to interview him again. Uh, Might say
2: meet up with him again. Hmm? You might say meet up with him again. Don't want to start any rumors.
1: What did I say?
2: Hook up with him, but I did. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Oh. Okay. Well. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry. So Jeff actually has co-authored books with Dr. Mark Hitchcock. Like he co-authored the book *The Coming Apostasy*. He authored the book, Wake the Bride, uh, Facing These Last Days with Your Eyes Wide Open. Um, The End of America, Bible Prophecy in a Country in Crisis. That's the one I've actually talked to him about before, as it was in the days of Noah. Um, And his latest book is called Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy, 10 Keys for Unlocking What Scripture Really Says. And also, you know, one of the things that I have in the works in my mind right now is that I'm going to be doing an online um, conference and Jeff is, you know, agreed to be one of my one of my conference speakers. So um, <clears throat> when that's going to happen, I don't know, but we'll figure that out later. <laughs> Let's just get through the holiday season first. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I have this I have this vision to do an online conference, you know, where I zoom in my speakers and then, uh, you know, you, you guys come to it virtually. Because I know a lot of people actually enjoy that, and I also know that I have access to a lot of really great people. Um, and when I shared that idea with Jeff at the conference, he was all over it. He was like, "Yeah, I'd do that in a heartbeat." So, um, so uh, Randall, did you edit any of this or just uh, just,
2: the... just uh, sort of just um, prepare and whatever, and uh, wrapping it up?
1: Okay okay cool so I Randall kept
2: all the everything did, in between
1: okay good and how long is it
2: uh eight minutes ten seconds
1: okay so about ten minute interview give or take 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 yeah eight take it away what he said okay anyway so here <laughs> so here's our interview with Jeff Kinley I hope you guys enjoy it and then we'll talk about it afterwards oops all right okay hey everybody guess what finally at last the interview you've been waiting for or well the one I've been waiting for uh Jeff Kinley you guys if you're a normal viewer you already know him because he's been on our show inside the box next to me on the screen and now here he is in person that's right Yay! in the flesh so uh so congratulations <laughs> this is your newest book
0: it is absolutely I
1: want everybody to get it
0: Very excited about this new book. It's called Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy. And uh, I wrote it because of a huge need that we have in the church today. Because people don't understand prophecy. And they don't understand how to interpret it. Or how to recognize false teaching. uh, Or how to know how prophecy can help reach others for Christ. And so I put that all together in understandable language called Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy. That's
1: right. And Mark Hitchcock endorsed it. He sure
0: did. My good friend Mark Hitchcock gave me an endorsement. So... uh, uh, we've yeah. collaborated on some projects together, so it's great to kind of get his uh, name on there. And it comes with a free puzzle on the cover. You can see that. If you can solve the puzzle, you can get in the book, see?
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> see, that's so cool. Okay, and and you actually just got done doing a great presentation about fake news. What was it, and false prophets? Fake
0: news and false prophets in yeah. the age of apostasy. That's right.
1: Yeah. Now, the topic of apostasy mm-hmm. is has always personally been interesting to me personally. Mm-hmm. I love the book of Jude. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And it, I find it mm-hmm. fun to study, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're, you're no longer a pastor, but mm-hmm. did you, did you ever, do you find people find difficulty with that book? I'm just mm-hmm. curious. Cause. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of people don't really know what to do with the book of Jude because they're, they've never been really taught that, uh, that there are, all, are false teachings out there, you know, in the church. And so they don't really know how to recognize something because as we were talking about earlier, some of Satan's lies are so subtle. And they slip in, they don't come in the front door, they come in the side door and the back door and the upper attic window and that kind of thing. So people aren't really skilled and well-versed in how to recognize false teaching. So the book of Jews like, eh, how do I contend for the faith? I mean, how do I reckon? You know, it sounds so negative and you know, he's calling these people names and that kind of thing. But the integrity of our faith is what distinguishes us. And if we don't guard the purity of the Christian faith, then we're just gonna kind of be a melting pot into just religion in general. So it's important that we know what we believe and why we believe it.
1: Amen. Amen to that. Well, that's why I love you guys. (laughs) No, really. Because, you know, I mean, we're, you know, Bible News Radio is on Periscope, which Mm -hmm. is owned by Twitter. We put ourselves on Facebook and uh, YouTube. But Mm -hmm. like Periscope, I don't know if you're familiar Mm -hmm. with that. Yeah, absolutely. That app is filled with nothing but false teachers. Yeah. I mean, people getting on saying they're a prophet, (laughs) so-and-so, blah, blah. And it drives me right. crazy because yeah. then we're up there, me and little, bear, you know, bare face. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're there. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we have Jeff Kinley on our show today <laughs> talking about false prophets. You know, I mean, yeah. that will bring in some people, but right. it's that, you know, you made a kind of a joke about tickling mm-hmm. of the ears, mm-hmm. which I'm with you on that. I don't mm-hmm. quite get that, that either. Option. but Yeah. But how do we, or how do you, like, what do you feel is our role now mm-hmm. as the remnant, I guess, Mm -hmm. to get out there and try to help people unmask the deception. Mm -hmm. That could be the name of a book. Yeah,
0: Unmask, that's right. Well, I think the main thing is really just to know the scripture yourself. I mean, if you don't know what the Bible says and how to, you know, it's like when they study, uh, when they study, you know, counterfeiting, they study the real thing, you know, they don't, they don't study counterfeit money, they study the real thing so that you're so well versed in what the real thing is, is that you immediately recognize it when it's not. And I think that's what we have to do with the scriptures. But the problem is that so many or so few Christians are really engaging in the scriptures. So they make themselves susceptible to these kind of things because they're not growing in Christ. They're not deepening themselves in the scriptures. So they're really like little kids. And we all know that little kids will put anything in their mouth. You yeah, know? good point. Especially if it smells good, tastes good, whatever. But they're don't. They they're not discriminating about whether or not it's good for them. They could be putting poison in their mouth. So I think with a lot of Christians, they're reading books, they're listening to people online, like I said, Periscope, YouTube, TV, you know, even some conferences people go to, and they're not getting solid biblical truth. So that's why we have to educate ourselves in Scripture, be deep in the Scripture, read books that get you into the Bible. You know, that's what it's all about. And that's why in all my books I, I include hundreds of cross-references and extra footnotes in the back because I want to deepen people in their faith. The deeper we are, stronger we'll get.
1: Amen. See? See? That's why I love this guy. I really do. So, um, okay, and so let's go ahead and tell people where they can get your stuff. I mean, yeah. you, you have a podcast.
0: I do, yes. Which is super cool. I have a, a podcast, an audio podcast called the Vintage Truth Podcast, and it's uh, being heard now in 34 different countries across the world. And uh, you can listen to it on your, your iPhone with the podcast app or on Android or go to podomatic.com. Uh, and you can listen to all the episodes. We've got about, I think, about 99 episodes right now that are up on various topics throughout the Scripture. But a lot about is the Bible prophecy as well. So, um, so yeah, check out the podcast. Uh, my website is jeffkinley.com. So there's lots of information there on the website as well. And uh, uh, shoot me an email. You can sign up for an email list there. And I usually contact people about once a month. You know, just say hi and here's what's going on. Some freebies and that kind of thing. So
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny. Um, if you can only see what we're seeing right yes. now, people, but you can't, you can see A lot see of stuff us. in the
0: world is rubbish, let's put it that <laughs> way. Yeah, that.
1: that's good. Okay, so let me let me ask you, okay, mm-hmm. now we live in a world where the, the false teachers are rampant, mm-hmm. okay? Right. What would be your advice, I'm I'm asking this just for myself, mm-hmm. really, what would be your advice for somebody like me who has a platform, and we're trying to warn people mm-hmm. against some of these false teachers, What's a tactful way mm-hmm. to say "blah bitty, blah blah"? Is like yeah. you really shouldn't be listening to that person. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any advice for me on that? Cause well,
0: I'm... yeah, exactly. When well, in the, in the <laughs> book, you know, obviously I, I was I had the opportunity to begin to just okay. Here are the top. 30 people you should never listen to. But I decided against that because I figure that the more that you get educated in the scripture, the more you're going to recognize that on their own. I think some of them are pretty obvious, you know, people that are always asking for money. It's all about them. You know, they try to give you all this self-empowerment sort of sermons, you know, things that are very anti-biblical. Those are obvious, but it's the subtle ones like you were saying. But again, I, I really think the best thing you could do is to continue to educate yourself in the scriptures and to highlight the fact that there are imposters out there. Some people don't even know that they're imposters. Right. So we have to let them know they're phonies, fakes, snake oil salesmen, you know, that they're not real, they're counterfeits. Yeah. And, uh, and Satan is the master counterfeiter. So we have the most valuable commodity in the universe, which is the faith that we have in the Christianity. And so we have to make sure we protect that. It's our job as believers to protect the integrity of the faith. And that's why Paul said to Timothy, that the church, the body of Christ, is the pillar and support of the truth. So it's up to us. We can't, it's not up to the preacher, it's up to everyday Christians to do that.
1: Amen. Great answer, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so jeffkinley.com. This is his latest book. You, by the time this airs, it might be <laughs> might be out already. That's right. But um, they can get this at your website or... Um,
0: yeah. Amazon or anywhere okay. books are sold.
1: Okay, cool. And do you have other books you wanna mention?
0: Uh, I've got, uh, as it was in the days of Noah, Wake the Bride, End of America, The Coming Apostasy, <laughs> and uh, this new one. Those are all my prophecy books. So, <laughs>
1: you have any other ones coming up?
0: Um, I'm yes. I'm just curious. Actually, I'm uh, uh, getting ready to sign a new book contract. That uh, It's about it's about Bible prophecy, something that probably everyone is going to want to know about. So I'll just leave it there.
1: Uh, a cliffhanger, people, <laughs> right here on Bible News Radio. All right, well, Jeff, thank you again.
0: Hey, thank you, Stacey. Pleasure always. God bless.
1: Yeah, I like that guy a lot. I felt so short. I didn't realize how tall he is. I think he's probably your height, right? About that. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I just seem like I look so short in that picture. All right. Somebody's calling me from Oregon. I've been getting a lot of weird calls tonight. But anyway, so I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Actually, this book is now out. Uh, It was released last month in November. And, um, there's only one review on it at Amazon. So if you want to get a good book on this, I highly recommend anything Jeff does. He's very solid. In fact, um, I was listening to his latest podcast, which he also has, you can go to his website, you can look at it, um, where he was talking about, uh, the, the problem of, I don't know that he said the problem. But it was essentially talking about Christian celebrities and how, you know, there's a certain accountability that you can have if you're a celebrity. And he was kind of referencing the Lauren Daigle situation where she was talking about homosexuality and and basically how she was more or less capitulated to the to the culture as opposed to the scripture uh, which doesn't mean she's a false teacher or anything like that, but it does mean that, you know, she's not using the, the wisdom that she could be, right? You know. So, in fact, I was talking to one of our, our um, my friends here, one of you people, in the audience. <laughs> By the way, hi 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 up uh, Natasha and and uh, and Pastor Garrett and Doctor John all you people with big titles and womanly woman liz womanly liz were you womanly woman at one point anyway um <laughs> anyway i was talking to to uh, somebody today about how um you know how uh <clears throat> how the love of money is often preached about in the prophecies not the prophecy circles the prosperity circles excuse me yeah my throat is sore you guys and it's oh 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 jeff jeff's oh you're welcome jeff all right Mm. sorry people I was doing good when I had a cough drop in my face. I almost well, didn't do the show because this is like, you're, yeah, you talk. Let me get a drink of water. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everybody. It's me.
2: One thing that I really like that uh, Jeff said about books, and of course he's selling books, but yeah. even so, he said, you know, he talked about, you know, getting to know the scripture. First of all, that's <clears throat> that's primary. Um that's you know, priority one, getting to know the scripture yourself, being the scripture. And he said, Books that get you into the scripture. And i and I love that um, description or, you know, clarification. There are plenty of books that might include scripture to to support their uh, you know, their point of view. You know, blah blah blah, here's my opinion or here's my you know, here's my point and and oh and here's a scripture to, to back that up often pull pulled out of context <laughs> but uh, you know or there's lots of sermons like that too that i've heard well here's here's a here's a story for you uh here's an experience i had oh yeah and here's a scripture to make it official you know to sort of uh, um whatever the word i'm looking for anyway which i don't know but yeah there are plenty of good books that get you into the scripture i mean they can be devotionals they can be commentaries they can be like uncovering the secrets of bible prophecy uh, that, uh, that you can learn from but the point is not to learn from the book primarily to derive your instruction from the book and then here's a you know it's sprinkled the scripture to, to make it biblical but the book is designed that you get your instruction from the scriptures, you know, get your instruction from the Bible. And it's, it's you know, the book acts like a tour guide. Yeah. You know, let's get into the word. And so uh, books like that, I think, are, are valuable. Way <laughs> better than a lot of the books that I see out there by Christian celebrities that are just... Whatever. They're, you know, stories or whatever and and the Bible verses are thrown in to just make them sort of well I don't know <clears throat> official, I guess.
1: It'd be nice when he told me I'm back on. <laughs>
2: well, these were speaking, I thought, rather than okay. have a disembodied voice and
1: I think Mister wants to sit in your lap.
2: Yeah, he does. Let me take care of that.
1: So I I I'm gonna I'm gonna read you an article. Um, in light of Bible prophecy and the whole issue of false teachers. And, and I know some of you guys like Joel Osteen. I actually, I actually think he's a good speaker. I understand why people listen to him.
2: Yeah, I would say a gifted speaker even.
1: Mm -hmm. But today, this was uh, Jan Markell from Olive Tree Views posted this on her website under her headlines section, and I think it's kind of fitting. It says this, it's it's titled The Devilish Ministry of Joel Osteen. And I know some of you love Joel. And as a person, I'm not, I don't have a problem with him as a person. But Listen to this article. I didn't write it. I'm just going to read it. It says here, author of, of, quote, your best life now, unquote. Joel Osteen is well known as a motivational speaker, but I had no idea of how Satan is using this man to completely mislead his congregation. I don't watch Osteen because I don't need to be, quote, motivated, unquote. But a reader of my articles wrote to me yesterday about Osteen and was very angry at what she witnessed. She listens to him occasionally just to see what he is up to. By the way, I should tell you all, I have actually listened to two of his audio books. I actually have them in my Audible thing, because I actually believe if I'm going to talk about somebody popular, I should actually, you know, listen to what they have to say, at least some of it, you know. And I think two books is fitting. Um, so I know how he presents his stuff. And I, like I said, I understand why people listen to him, because he makes you feel good. But anyway... <clears throat> this article goes on to say, I asked if she would send me a link to the sermon. She did, and after watching as much as I could stand, I realized this man is truly a wolf, and that's all caps, and is taking so many to hell with him. I was enraged. Here is, here is part of the email sent to me. And this is the quote here. It says this, um, as I listened today, I was horrified to hear what sounded like him calling all who follow him to come out or away from those who refuse to be enlightened, who refuse to go to the next level. He kept saying very heretically that God wants you to attach yourself to someone who is higher up than you so you can benefit from their blessings. And that's quoted. Okay. Okay. He said that anyone who doesn't want to advance to the next level, and in parentheses, by attaching themselves to someone of a higher level, thus gaining some of their blessings, should be shunned because he wants you to have nothing to do with those who aren't advancing to the next level. And I have to say something. I see this rhetoric all the time online from people who are my friends, who are in business, and who have latched on to the whole prosperity, Tony Robbins-type motivational crap that's out there. It absolutely drives me crazy because there's nothing scriptural or biblical or Christian about it. If you can show me in Scripture where, first of all, God says to attach yourself to somebody higher than you so you can get their blessings, then do it. If you can show me in the Scripture where it actually says to pray for riches and to get rich and then do it. And this is what I was talking to to my friend about this morning was the Bible doesn't condemn us having money or being rich. It warns us about, about greed, but it tells us to pray for and to pursue wisdom and, you know, and knowledge and these things. And so if we're actually pursuing these things, then hopefully these things will follow. Blessings will follow. But we're not—we're not, we're not um, guaranteed or or uh, given <clears throat> the promise that we're going to be wealthy. In fact, my friend told me, and I disagreed with her. But she said, "Well, you know, I believe God wants you to be well off and not to struggle and all this other stuff." And and I didn't have time to continue the conversation with her. But my answer to that, and hopefully you're listening to this. My answer to that is, explain to me then the underground church and the persecuted church. Explain to me the poor in the world. And when Jesus said the poor, well, you'll always have with you. You know, it's not because God desires, I think, um, us to hurt. But the reality is, if you're a believer, you're going to suffer. Nowhere in scripture does it say otherwise. It actually does Says it over and over again. <laughs> if you're if you're a follower of Christ, you're going to suffer. Um, you're going to be persecuted. And in fact, my my friend who's now with the Lord, his name's Glenn Penner. He actually worked for Voice of the Martyrs Canada when he was living. He was one of the top people there. Um, he wrote a book called In the Shadow of the Cross, and it was actually an exp, uh, expositional study of the whole Bible from beginning to end about how God's people are persecuted and I think part of the problem is that the persecuted church like just as an example when I wrote for VOM for eight years is in America and the western countries that are very rich the persecuted church prays for us because the temptation to rely on riches and wealth is really really high which is why I think we have the parable of the rich young ruler you know God didn't condemn the rich young ruler for being rich. He condemned him. Ultimately, uh, it, it, the Bible talks about how, he, how the rich r- young ruler went away. He felt grieved in his heart because he he didn't ultimately put God first. You know, he didn't do the, the basic commandments that God says. And frankly, none of us do, right? I mean, if you can find me one person that puts God first... And loves the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. I want to meet them. I'll interview them on the show. <laughs> um, they're hard to find, right? I mean, that's why we emulate saints who go out and they, they do that because there's so few of them. Um, all right. Let me stay here. Uh, let me read some comments. And then I'll finish reading this article.
2: Yeah, apparently the article is about the uh, latest messages available Mm-hmm. On the Joel Osteen Ministries website. Okay. And it's the description is interesting. It's like, well, where, where have we heard this stuff before?
1: Yeah. Can I finish can, sure. before the comments get too out of context? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Okay. So Jordan says the church was blessed with riches through obedience, but praying for riches is is not how they were blessed. Exactly, and that's my point. And when I went, when and when I mean the church, I mean the Orthodox and Catholic churches' aesthetics. Okay. And Natasha says, how would you define Jesus as saying he came that we may have life and have it abundantly? Well, I think, I think it means just that, you know, abundance isn't necessarily finances. You know, um, the Bible says that in Matthew 6, in the context, if you look at Matthew chapter 6 in the context, Matthew 6, it says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. What? Well, in the context, the things that will be added unto you are basically the things that talk about, you know, not worrying about whether or not you're going to be clothed or or things like that. Look at the birds of the air. They don't have to worry about where their food comes because they come to my house because I feed them like bird food that's on my... (laughs) window um so it's it's that thing it's not necessarily a financial thing i mean paul talked about you know or was it paul or was it david i think it was one of those guys they talked about they prayed that your soul would prosper and you would be in good health um and i i agree i like i said i'm not condemning riches but what i am saying is that there's a high emphasis on on so-called Bible teachers today who are, that's all they talk about. But it's, it's completely, it's, 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 it's just not right. Being in Christ is abundance. Yeah, that's true. And that's the other thing, you know, if we understand who we are in Christ, that's one thing. And the church has taken that to a degree that's absolutely selfish and self-centered, in my opinion, because it's all about us. You know, just like Lauren Daigle's song, you say blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, what about Jesus in us, the hope of glory? That's, that's the thing that maybe I am a, a... oh, hey, JDF, shout out from YouTube. Yay, some one person's watching us on YouTube. (laughs) Appreciate that. They haven't banned us again. And John is saying prosperity preaching is very damaging often. It is, and that's why I think a lot of people get bummed out. I mean, my my friend was talking about how she lives paycheck to paycheck. Well, so does everybody, for the most part. I don't. I frankly don't know anybody that doesn't live pay, paycheck to paycheck. I, and I laughed when she said that. And I actually told her, I said, "At least you get a paycheck." <laughs> I, I live faith to faith because I don't have a guaranteed income every month. Uh, even with Ariel, because Ariel, our sponsor which is a good place now for a segue, Um, you know, it's a month to month thing. God has been gracious and I hope it continues forever, but there's no guarantee next month they're going to keep sponsoring us. So, Um, but anyway, so, but the priority is, think about it. If you're financially well off, then hopefully as a godly person, you're taking that money and you're blessing other people and you're helping people who aren't as well off, right? That's what Randall and I do if you're not the way to get close to god isn't to beg him for money (laughs) right it's to draw near to him and he'll draw near to you i mean it's that simple okay let's see here wait hold on a second all right uh john also says nothing wrong with being blessed financially depending upon what you do with those resources exactly and jordan says this may be only me but i connect more with songs that show me my sin then show me God's love. <clears throat> I don't think it is you. I think, I think that, you know, depending on where you're at in your walk with Christ, different things can impact you differently. Oh. Um, and, <clears throat> go ahead. You talk. Cause my voice is. <clears throat> all right.
2: And I'm going to leave you on the screen just so you know. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Uh, Jordan spot on, you know, in, mm-hmm. in first Corinthians, Paul talks, the reminds that church when he came to him, he Uh, Came amongst some, I, anyway, different translations in my head. But anyways, he basically says, "I purported to know nothing among you except Christ and Him crucified." And you know, that's of all things he could say, all points of theology. Important thing was Christ and Him crucified. And Uh,
1: just, just saying, I'm gonna go get. I'm going to get more water. So I'm just going to get up. Don't worry. I'm coming back. (laughs) I'm going to be able to hear Randall. I just have to go fill this up. So I'll I'll be right back.
2: So, you know, uh, Christ crucified. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, that does demonstrate his love. God demonstrates his love for us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But that's understanding that we are sinners. And... You know in Romans chapter one, you know we're told that it's the the goodness of God's that leads us to repentance, but that's preceded with a list of all these sinful <laughs> behaviors and acts. We don't understand the goodness of God, we don't understand the love of God unless we first understand our sinfulness, and then we can know how amazing his grace is how how amazing his his love is so yeah nothing you're not alone in that and i think we need to be reminded of uh, of our sin more often not that we need to live in shame and guilt but because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus right but uh understand the 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 magnitude of his love <clears> and his grace
0: <clears throat>
2: in in comparison to our
1: do you want me to read some more comments uh sure okay by the way i really appreciate your comments somebody asked earlier what was wrong i just have a sore throat and my my throat's yeah anyway it'll get better um so jordan says it's important to know god loves you of course but i i'm disappointed in contemporary christian music um i am too actually and, and you know, it's really weird. I'll just tell you, you know, a lot of people look for a church today based on the entertainment factor. Um, oh, such and such church has awesome worship. Blah, 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 blah. And Randall and I fell into that trap. I mean, we used to go to the vineyard for years, right? But I have to say that now we go to a church. I don't even care. It's like, whatever. <laughs> it's because it's. Maybe it's because I'm older, but I don't go to church to see what I can get out of it. I go to church to see how I can serve. Right. Um, okay. Pastor Garrett said, Paul said, some see godliness as gain from such turn away. Amen. 1 Timothy 6.4. Yeah. That's, Spot on. You go. That's why you that's need on. to come on our show. You do. All right. Jordan goes on to say, memory, faith restored. I will fail you to the core. Hits me hard. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to guess that's a lyric that I don't know, but... Yeah. Anyway, okay, let me keep reading this article about Joel. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay, so advancing to the next level. Okay, yes, brethren, you read that right. The unspoken reality is that Joel Osteen is saying to his congregation, quote, go and make more money so that you can bring me more money and break off ties with the poor, unquote. And then in brackets, they put hiss. I think that's supposed to be like, or. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um two snapshots of Osteen's website. Notice that he asked for money to hear his messages. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't blame a ministry for asking for money for you know their work, but um and then favor connections, uh number seven eighty four. In this message, Joel encourages you to develop relationships with people who will propel you into your destiny. Whenever you are connected with people who are living out the dreams you have for your life, who are successful, who are blessed, your vision for your life will begin to expand. You will be called higher. Sometimes you will have to let go of old relationships, of old habits and mindsets that are keeping you limited if you are going to reach all that God has for you. Be encouraged during these times. You are making room for what God wants to do, you are rising higher, you are moving towards your destiny. Surround yourself with people who will challenge you, who will not allow you to remain in mediocrity. You are an eagle designed to soar above the crowd. Okay, and yet Jesus, what he did (laughs) was, I believe he took a towel and washed some disciples' feet, which is kind of a lowly thing to do. And I believe in Philippians chapter 2, it also talks about how he... Humbled himself to the point of becoming a man. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I don't think it was possible for him to surround himself with anyone higher. higher, I don't. So, So,
1: yeah. Anyway, so the article goes on to say, Brethren, I do hope that you are as outraged as I am. This man is a wolf in the truest sense of the word. He is telling people to cut off relationships with people who are financially poor and seek out the rich. I didn't hear the message. Where is this found in the word of God? An ungodly pastor in my life. I don't know. How long is this? This is a
2: story on another story.
1: Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay, that ended. Okay. Well, Osteen is still in here.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: Okay. So, it says here, my husband and I attended a Baptist church near our home three years ago. I won't go into the many unethical things this man did while he was the pastor, but for the sake of this article, I will tell you this. At a meeting of the evangelism team, he told them not to evangelize in the trailer park because we don't want those kind of people in church. He said they had no money to give to the church. Soon after that meeting, my husband and I left
2: that church. Rightly so.
1: Read what Osteen says under the YouTube version of his, quote, favor connections, unquote, unquote, sermon. Okay. It's the same Uh, thing I just read. Right. So what my friend said about calling for people to be shunned was exactly what Osteen was asking. He was saying, come away from poor people and connect up with prosperous people. He even had the audacity in his sermon to use the scriptures about Peter. When the Lord told him to cast out his net once again, Osteen spoke only about Peter being prospered and nothing about the fact that Jesus was showing him that he would become a fisher of men. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew four eighteen and 19. Brethren, that was the lesson which our Lord Jesus was conveying to Peter and Andrew. He was not saying, follow me, and I will make you rich. He was saying of reaching people for the kingdom of God, making them fishers of men. If you attend Osteen's church or know someone who attends, please send them this article. Did you see the size of the congregation who's being misled by the devil using Joel Osteen? It breaks my heart. Osteen will be unveiling his newest book called Next Level Thinking. He is using the pyramid scheme in his church to become richer and richer. Well, (laughs) the whole Christian book, well, I can't say the whole Christian book industry, but I can say... Generally speaking, the way Joel Osteen and others with bang of churches like that, they initially used guerrilla marketing, and Rick Warren was one of the very first people that did it with his book, The Purpose Driven Life, because what happened, and I know this as a fact, because I know the people that told me who actually were there, um, like with The Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren's church actually used guerrilla marketing tactics uh, to get that book out. So basically what they did was they had the publisher give that whole church free books, which by the way, selling, I don't even, I forgot what it was. A limited amount of books actually can put you on the Amazon bestseller list. And a lot of people actually have bought their, their, their themselves onto the New York Times bestselling list. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but anyway, so, and then the guerrilla marketing tactic was, hey, everybody in this church, we got this book. This is super awesome. Next thing you know, they're duplicating that in all these other churches. And they got a book at a discount. Well, here's the truth. When I worked at Focus on the Family, I found out the cost of actually what it costs to print print a book. On average, a paperback book costs a buck to print a whole book. One buck. $3 for a hardback. Okay, so keep that in mind when you're buying a brand new bestseller book for twenty four ninety five for that hardback. They made twenty one bucks on you. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, so Osteen's his new newest book is called Next Level Thinking, which, by the way, he probably didn't write. And I don't know this for a fact, but my guess is it was ghost written for him because all of these preachers. That's what. They do. They have ghost writers who actually write their stuff. That's why they're able to get it out so quickly. Um, he's okay. Then it says, uh, pray for Joel Osteen, that God would reach him. Many of us would say that he is beyond help. If, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far. If God intends for this man to be saved and in turn begin to preach the true gospel of Jesus Christ, think of how glorious that would be. Pray for those in the congregation that the Lord would open their eyes to the truth of the word of God and show them that the words of Joel Osteen are not from God's holy word. And you know what? I have to say that that is um, hopefully the heart of everybody, you know, that if you're A pastor, you want you, you want to be saved, but let's just admit it. The lure of riches is, I mean, it's, it's money. That's why God said you, you have to serve God or money. I mean, it's that simple. And so is it a big shock that in the end of days we have a lot of pastors that their God is money? I don't think so. <clears throat> I think it's Bible prophecy being fulfilled. All right, let's see here. Okay, so Jordan also wrote, I mean, the chief apostle Peter denied him thrice, but God still promised Peter he'd lead sheep. Yeah, because he repented. Thus, forgiveness is a virtue of Christ that we must replicate. Yep, prosperity without Christ is less than poverty with Christ. Amen. That's very well put. Indeed. Uh, What about leather?
2: Leather bound books? Oh,
1: leather books, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. I just got some leather gloves. Is that what you're talking about? No. Um, so, yeah, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about about it? You know, and and here's the other thing. I was listening to uh, Jan Markell's latest show. I think it was her latest one. Um, I was awake last night because my throat hurt really bad. So I was, like, awake listening to podcasts at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, but she uh, uh, was talking about how... Um, how there's a remnant right now in the body of Christ and how the remnant um, are people who are really trying to get fed in the church, who are trying to understand Bible prophecy, who are trying to live, um, you know, well and follow the Lord. But a lot of people are having a hard time finding that. I mean, I know, I can, I mean, if you hit Periscope, and I don't know everybody on Periscope, but I've been here since the beginning of Periscope, with a minus a month. I think I came on a month after it came on, and I've been broadcasting almost every day on here. Since I've been on here, the explosion of so-called Bible teachers and prophets has been unbelievable to me, and I pop in shows, and I watch them occasionally, and I'm like, it. Like, I I don't don't remember who it was, but this one guy, I popped into his show. He's got a gazillion followers, and literally, what comes out of his mouth was, I know there's three people in this audience right now that can give me $3,000 each. And I'm like, what the heck does that have to do with anything? And then all these prayer scopes, they irritate me, to be honest with you. They irritate me, because the Bible doesn't. I mean, because to me, if you're on a prayer scope and you're all this stuff, I'm like, whatever happened to to praying in the closet and secret, (laughs) you know, it's different if you're actually asking people for prayer and like Pastor Rick Costa, you know, he does that. I don't have a problem with that. But when you're just on there and you're praying and so-calling prophesying, it's just like, whose benefit is this for? Do you feel good about yourself doing this? I, you know, um, and it bothers me because Bible illiteracy is so, um, bad. And yet we have more access to the Bible and scripture today and study resources than ever, I think, in the history of at least America. So there's no excuse. I mean, Ariel Ministries, getting back to our sponsor, one of the best resources you can get. Um, is to get their stuff. And by the way, 30% off this month <laughs> when you buy $30 or more, you know, and, and and I guarantee you, like, if you ask, if you go to your average Christian and you ask them, explain the role of Israel in scripture, just as an example, the average believer will, will not be able to tell you because they don't have a pastor that actually looks at that issue as an example. And I'm not saying get all messianic or anything, But what I am saying is that the Bible is centered in Israel. So you should know a little bit about Israel if you're going to actually teach it, right? So anyway, but, and I'm, you know, I I personally am super grateful uh, for the Lord because when God brought Mary Ann Fruchtenbaum into my life 27 years ago uh, and I met her, through interesting circumstance. Um, She, you know, let me sit under her husband's teaching and it changed my life. I was like, okay, now I get it. This actually makes sense. And that's what, getting back to the topic of Bible prophecy and why the study of it is so important. And actually, I highly recommend this book. I, I recommend Jeff's book too, but a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, we actually aired our interview with David Reagan. This book, you guys, is a really good, beginning study to Bible prophecy. If you get this book at Lamb and Lion Ministries, it's a workbook that is really, really good. And it gives you a simple lesson in it. Like here, you can see this, get a simple lesson in there. Um, It gives you theological information. It gives you charts, you know, there's charts in it. And then it gives you, um, some questions and they're all short you know it's not like it's going to take you 10 hours to get through a lesson but this will give you a handle on the basics of bible prophecy i highly recommend it i really do it's worth the whatever it is 15 dollars or whatever it was at the lamb and lion website um but uh yeah sort of like how there are priests and bishops in a hierarchy in the new covenant like in the old covenant yeah. Well, you know, the Lord as you know had he took issue with most he with the religious people. That's he never took issue with the with the sinners. In fact, the sinners flocked to him, right? Like you are and I am. It's the religious people that irritated him. Made him mad actually. Um so <clears throat> Do you have any more thoughts bareface
2: um on Anything. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I want to clear the uh, Jeff Kinley's comment huh? off the screen. I don't know why it jumped on there.
1: Ah, well, that's because they super like us. I guess so. Jeff is a great guy. But He's a very kind man.
2: But, um, yeah, totally. Um, you know, we were talking about the whole just pursuit of money and paul is pretty clear about it writing to timothy
1: by the way if you guys want to donate to us <laughs> sorry i couldn't resist <laughs> anyway a hundred million dollars today and i'll send you a bible news radio t-shirt tomorrow <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'll yeah. send you a tattoo thing for free no i'm just kidding <laughs> um
2: in uh first timothy six of course first uh. timothy six six we read the but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and it is certain that we will carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich, fall into temptation and snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. And you know <clears throat> So I'm that's I'm I am thats i am could not get any more clear than that. We see that that those when that's your pursuit, it's money is fine to have, but when that's your pursuit, rather than God you're pursuing money and God's gonna help you get that money you know when you're looking to fulfill your destiny um by whatever ways and and God help me to get to that money so that I can have that money and that fame or whatever then yeah uh, you're gonna err from the faith pierce yourselves through with many sorrows because it, it while it promises fulfillment ultimately it's it doesn't fulfill mm. So, Paul, you know, wrote to the Philippian church, I've learned how to be abased and abound, you know, to have plenty and to suffer want. Um, His his financial, you know, his economic condition didn't dictate his contentedness. It was, you know, that's where Philippians 4.13 comes from. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Um, That's people try to use that to you know i can i can pull vault or i can take this championship or i can whatever win the spelling be or whatever because i can do all things through christ but in context he's talking about his economic condition you know having plenty or, or being in want that his circumstances do it's not a it's not a active oh i can do all things like oof you're not know, going to accomplish these things no i can i can be in whatever situation whatever economic condition whatever circumstances i find myself in it doesn't phase me cuz i can do all things through christ it strengthens mm. me it doesn't my circumstances don't don't determine my contentedness or contentment. With right, him. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. So, like, Might if, as well make a multiple syllable word: contentment.
1: So, like, if I don't get a cricket cutie, you know, I will still be content.
2: You should be, because <laughs> you brought, you didn't bring a cutie into this world. You're not going to bring one out of it. So,
1: <laughs> I'm right. I mean, sure
2: you'd like to have one, but you shouldn't you shouldn't well, be discontent if you don't. Ha- right Um.
1: okay all right sorry people that i haven't been my normal cheerful self but it is what it is so uh tomorrow hopefully word willing we'll be back here at the same bat station i mean bible news radio Mm -hmm. station (laughs) uh and uh Maybe I'll have more energy tomorrow. I don't know. I I feel like I should go lay down and take a nap. Just so you know, um, I saw my dad today. So <clears throat> if you guys want to pray for my dad, that would be good too. He's he's doing okay. He's got a he's you know he's got dementia and um, and you know he's he's ninety um, and he's really obsessed with the mole that he has above his eye here which he's had his whole life and he's really convinced that it just came on and it didn't it's been there his whole life um and you know today i saw him for for about 90 minutes and um he is you know you can tell when this is just a personal note this has nothing to do with anything except you know my personal observations I, I finished his fiduciary paperwork, which was like finishing taxes, you know, just, anyway. <clears throat> but, you know, I don't know if this will be my last Christmas season with him or not, but it it is real interesting to be around people who are at the end of their life, you know. Um, and it's just weird, because... There are days when he seems very lucid, like he's here in the present. And then there are days like today where he is in this loop of, um, you know, uh, have I heard of Doug Batchelor? Um No, I haven't. Uh, but, you know, anyway, so my dad is in this loop of, you know, he, he lives in the 20s, when in his 20s. So like 70 years ago is when he's living. And, uh, anyway, so just pray for him. If you, if you, um, you know, feel like it, because, you know, his whole face was broke out today, which was highly unusual. And as his caregiver, you know, it's just, it's kind of weird, you know what I mean? But anyway, and it's hard to comfort somebody who has the same memory over and over again, Because it's like he's re-traumatized over and over again. So, and the staff was telling me that he talks about the same stuff over and over again. So, it's, it's, uh, it's difficult. So, yeah. His name is Clayton. You know, I call him Clayton the Great. (laughs) He calls himself that, actually. Just saying. Uh, but anyway, yeah. He's 90 and he's, uh, um in a kind of an alternate world sometimes, so, my heart's kind of there too, so, anyway, so, with that said, always remember people to be bold, (laughs) stand up, go with God, take your medicine, your vitamin C, don't get sick, and I'll see you tomorrow, hopefully, (laughs) all right, I'll talk to you later.